I would not wish this on my worst enemy. The pain would be just excruciating. People just think that a migraine is a really bad headache and it's, it, there's so much more to it than that. It's really nice to be able to say, is anybody else dealing with this today? My name is Dr. Larry Newman, and this is season one, episode seven of Move Against Migraine. Today's topic is working with a headache specialist, why this relationship matters to you. The goal of these conversations will be to help you be better equipped for your doctor relationship so that you can reach better outcomes. Our first guest will be Dr. Dawn Buse from the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Welcome back, Dawn. I know you're very busy and it's great that you're able to join us again. First off, why is it important for patients to have a good relationship with their doctor? A doctor-patient relationship is a relationship like any other. So when you are first meeting a new healthcare professional, see how you feel. See if you feel that they're listening to you. See if you feel that they're taking your preferences, your goals, your history, and really what's important to you into account. That's great. Can you speak more to what additional benefits there are to this communication? Beyond diagnosis, treatment planning is really most effective when that's also a shared dialogue with shared goals and good communication. And then ongoing management requires good communication as well as mutual respect and trust. So when there's a good relationship between the healthcare professional and the patient, I think both parties really win. Dawn, what initial steps should patients take to establish trust with a healthcare professional, starting from the first appointment and onward after that? So there's many things that you as a patient can do to establish and facilitate a great working relationship with your healthcare professional. One is to bring them the information that they asked for, and sometimes even information they didn't ask for. For example, consider filling out a headache diary even before your first visit that you can bring with you. And a headache diary can be found online or in the app store, um, or it can be simple, simple paper pencil, just mark down in a month the number of days you have headache, the number of days you took medication, if you're a woman, note your menstrual cycle, and you can also make notes about things like stress, sleep, or any triggers which you notice, maybe environmental triggers. Bring that information with you to your first visit, and you and your healthcare professional could hit the ground running because you've already got data to talk about. So that's one way you can participate and be uh, an active participant in good outcomes. The other thing is be willing to be open-minded about trying various treatments, and it might be combinations. It might be pharmacologic therapies. It might be medications you take. It might be trying different interventional therapies you hadn't heard of before, and it might be um, adding on the behavioral or the lifestyle changes. Some of those are not easy, and they're not always fun, but they may make a good difference. So be willing to try, give it a good try for a couple months and see if they do make a difference for you. Awesome, those are great tips. And then how can patients with migraine advocate for themselves if they feel like their relationship with their provider is limiting their treatment options? You have every right to bring information in and share with your doctor any kind of treatments that you'd like to try as well as your history of things you've already tried and would prefer not to try again or would not to try due to any concerns about side effects, concerns about um, past history with certain treatments. Be open and honest with your healthcare professional about your preferences and he or she should listen to and incorporate that into your treatment plan. 
On the flip side of that, I also urge you to be open to trying the treatments that your healthcare professional recommends. This might include adjusting your expectations a bit. You might be surprised by what's recommended. Perhaps your healthcare professional knows about something new you haven't heard about. Perhaps they refer you to a psychologist to learn additional treatments like cognitive behavioral therapy, biofeedback. Perhaps they refer you to a physical or occupational therapist. They might give you instructions about exercise or stopping smoking or improving your sleep. So you might hear some things in this visit that you're surprised to hear. Now, none of those things are meant to put the blame on you as a patient. Migraine is a neurobiological condition that's in your brain, it's in your nervous system. So this is not saying that you're at fault, but yet some of these lifestyle improvements, enhancements, and some of these other skills will help you achieve better outcomes and maybe either combined with pharmacologic therapies or interventional therapies, or could be something that your doctor has decided to try instead. So I urge you if they have ideas that maybe you hadn't thought about to be open to trying. That's really a good point. Is there anything else you can think that would be important for patients to know when they start to work together with a headache specialist? Sometimes it's gonna take a little bit longer than you expect. Some of the traditional preventive therapies take four or six weeks to start working. Sometimes you may have to kind of get through some side effects to see if the treatment's going to work and that might be unpleasant or uncomfortable. And sometimes the outcomes we expect are not as much as we had hoped. We may go in hoping that a new therapy is going to get rid of all of our migraine attacks, um, but it might only reduce them by half. In that case, I would urge you to look at what improvements do you have? Do you have fewer headache days? Did you miss less work on this treatment? Is your relationship with your family and time with your spouse and your kids better? So don't just think in terms of headache days, but think about all the aspects of your life and are your current therapies improving all of those aspects? So speak up about what your goals are, but also be willing to listen and give things a try. And sometimes they're gonna take a little bit longer than we'd hope. Thank you, Dr. Abuse. For our next interview, we will be discussing how headache specialists have been working to develop increasingly improved practices for our patient relationships. Dr. Degree is president of the American Headache Society. There are 37 million individuals who have headache. There are 1,400 members of the American Headache Society, and there's only one society that is for patients and physicians, and providers, and people interested in the topic of headache, and that's the American Headache Society. Kathleen, can you please share with us how the field of headache medicine has advanced during your career? So I've been a member of the American Headache Society for over 30 years, and I remember my first meetings, I was very intimidated by all of these men in dark suits who seemed to know everything there was to know about headache. In over 30 years, the climate has changed at the American Headache Society, the demographics have changed, uh, and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the whole American Headache Society evolution in 30 years. I also think that the enthusiasm has changed because we've, you know, 
30 years ago, we had so few treatments for people with migraine. We would just be talking in theoretical terms about what we knew about the science, and there wasn't, I mean, there was some science, but there wasn't a lot of science. But on those shoulders of people with, uh, who are scientists in headache, we've been able to capitalize on that and move the field forward. Kathleen, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the mission of the American Headache Society? So the American Headache Society is the whole package. We focus on the patient, and if you start with the patient and realize we need to have educated providers. And so the American Headache Society is out to educate providers at all levels, from a medical student to a resident to a fellow to a provider of any kind, whether it's a physician, a nurse practitioner, or a physician assistant, or even a psychologist. We are here to educate providers. The second thing that we want to do is we want to promote research. And because of that, we have an annual scientific meeting where we bring together the scientists who are studying the problem. Because without science, we cannot make progress for treatment for the patient. And we bring a collegial group together to exchange ideas and uh, be enthusiastic about the subject of headache in all of its forms. And we also have special interest groups that can bring together people who are very interested in topics from cluster headache to behavioral management of headache to complementary treatments of headache to intractable, the worst headaches of the world. We want to help the patient. That's why we're here, is for the patient. I've been a member of the American Headache Society for 32 years now. I started when I was a resident in neurology and had a, an interest in, in practicing headache medicine, continued on through my headache medicine fellowship and now into my 30th year or so of, of practice. I've made lots of relationships in, in, in the field of headache medicine through the society. I've been actively involved in a variety of committees and I, I'd like to think that I've actually helped educate many generations of clinicians as well as many generations of people living with migraine. As, as Dr. Degree had mentioned earlier, the mission, the overarching mission of the American Headache Society is to improve the lives of those people living with headache, migraine, and, and other headache disorders. And in order to do that, you need a village. You know, there's only about 500 certified headache experts in the country. We know that there's upwards of 44 million Americans living just with migraine. And there's no way that this small cadre of headache experts can take care of everyone. By having a, an organization like the American Headache Society dedicated to educating physicians and getting people in the healthcare practice interested in, in headache medicine will go a long ways to addressing the needs of those people living with headache. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Join us on our final episode of season one where we will discuss migraine, pregnancy, and breastfeeding. Thanks again for listening.